talks the lecture. I'm sorry, the lecturer talks about the two different. The first, the second. It's always about the two something. For example, mm -hmm. the lecture talks about the two different defensive adaptations that snails have in a dry climate. The first adaptation is, mm -hmm. the second adaptation is, that's exactly what we're gonna do here. So okay. it's always that same structure at the very beginning. And this one, there is no reading. It's a full lecture. <laughs> oh my god listen i know it's a lot of information today okay do not be overwhelmed all right okay. do not be overwhelmed i know it's a lot of crazy it's a lot of things to digest but do not be overwhelmed okay yeah <clears throat> okay let's go three two and one now listen to part of a lecture in a biology class Human beings aren't the only animals that use tools. It's generally recognized that other animals use tools as well, use them naturally, in the wild, without any human instruction. But when can we say that an object is a tool? Well, it depends on your definition of a tool. And in fact, there are two competing definitions, a narrow definition and a broad one. The narrow definition says that a tool is an object that's used to perform a specific task, but not just any object. To be a tool, according to the narrow definition, the object's got to be purposefully changed or shaped by the animal or human so that it can be used that way. It's an object that's made. Wild chimpanzees use sticks to dig insects out of their nests, but most sticks lying around won't do the job. They might be too thick, for example. So the sticks have to be sharpened so they'll fit into the hole in an anthill or the insect nest. The chimp pulls off the leaves and chews the stick and trims it down that way until it's the right size. The chimp doesn't just find the stick. You could say it makes it in a way. But the broad definition says an object doesn't have to be modified to be considered a tool. The broad definition says a tool is any object that's used to perform a specific task. For example, an elephant will sometimes use a stick to scratch its back. It just picks up a stick from the ground and scratches its back with it. It doesn't modify the stick, it uses it just as it's found. And it's a tool under the broad definition, but under the narrow definition it's not because, well, the elephant doesn't change it in any way. Using points and examples oh, from the talk, boy, boy, describe boy, boy, the two boy. different definitions of tools given by the professor. Prepare your response. Okay, there's a lot of blah, blah, blah before he went into the two different definitions. So you do not have to say that blah, blah, blah. I'm going to state all this and I'm going to delete that blah, blah, blah right over here. Oh shit, what did I just do? Nothing, okay, good. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Let's see how I do. Now, answer the question. The lecture talks about the two different types of definitions for tools, the narrow definition and the broad definition. With the narrow definition, it's about an object being used to perform a specific task. Not just any task, though. To be a tool, it must be purposely changed and shaped by an animal or a human. The object must be made. For example, a chimpanzee uses sticks to dig insects out of nests. 
Not just any stick, though. It must be sharpened to fit in a hole. So what it does is it pulls off the leaves it chews on the stick until it's the right size. And it just doesn't find any stick either. It actually creates it. A broad definition, though, is kind of like an elephant just picking up a stick to scratch its back. It's not modified whatsoever. It just picks up this specific stick and uses it under a broad definition. Done. Oh, my God. I have no idea. Like, that. you saw how I totally switched up. The yeah. and everything I said in that broad definition, I totally switched it up. 